Josh, so the saying goes that three times a charm. Not in this case. No. Not so I know how a telemarketer feels now. <laughs> we got on to three people. We asked them what their favourite season was, mm. and mm. they declined to be on the podcast. Which is fair, but they didn't really give us much either. No. You know, we, probably not the response we were looking for. But in saying that, Sam, the ones that we've had previously, brilliant. So sometimes you've just got to go with what you've got. And as I said, Josh, we'll talk about our favourite seasons, a topic that is dear to my heart. Sam, Bromley Lynch is like the morning paper. It's got your personal column, it's got your news, and it's got your quiz, Josh. This is Bromley Lynch. Josh, autumn is my favourite. Definitely. The, the leaves are falling off the trees. The evenings seem to be very clear. There's that Christmas crispness in the air as well, which I, I really do enjoy. What about yourself? I think I'm with you, Sam, and I know I like I want to have my own opinion, but a lot of people... It'd be interesting to do a poll, actually, about what people's favourite seasons are, and I think that autumn would sit right up there. And it's because of that. It's the stillness in the air and it's the nice skies. Josh, isn't it weird that it's only as you get older that you start to recognise these things or, or mm. take note of things like the season? It's like when, as you get older, you know when there's like a window open in the house because one, there might be flies coming in or insects or two, there's like a draft coming from somewhere that you, you, you're just not aware <laughs> now, of when you're in your teens. Now, living with you, Sam, which I do, and but actually you're moving out soon. I am moving yeah, out soon. Yeah, yeah. Sad days. But you hate flies. Hate flies. You hate flies inside. It is just a big bugbear of yours. It, it is. Josh, it was funny. I got the bug spray out yesterday. <laughs> And I think I found like the gladiator of flies. <laughs> this thing just did not quit. And I was I was there, I would sprayed it twice and like a good firm spray, like a good hold. This thing just kept making a noise and <laughs> flickering around. And I I got to the point where I was talking to the fly saying, this is a great effort. Good on you. You, you are the warrior. You are a samurai of flies. <laughs> How, what's the distance you're keeping from the fly when you do the spray? Josh, I've got a, a big thing. You've got to have a, a fair distance probably two to three meters yeah I, I think it defeats the purpose holding it like 30 seconds away you got to give the fly a chance sam it's like the resurrection fly it is. and it just kept going was it in the one room it or did it, did, one it, room, did it change one rooms? spot you know when they do the weird thing when they cross <laughs> the bottom of the windows yeah and they're just like they're trying to think that that's outside well they're dying they are inevitably they, <laughs> they, they are dying sam i've got an observation for you i know you do okay so if you ever want to observe people you know, some people say food courts are great to go and observe people, yeah. which I've heard are, are great things to do, but yeah. I don't really do it all that often. Sam, supermarkets. You meet a lot of different people in the supermarkets. Or you don't meet, you see and, and witness a lot of different people you in a supermarket. One thing I'm not looking forward to, I don't have a child. One thing I'm not looking forward to for when I have a kid is going to the supermarket with them. What's that? Sam, have you seen a kid in a supermarket with a parent? Josh, <laughs> many, many questions are asked by the kid to the parent. Many questions. I dare say, like they're they're taking off twenty to thirty meters in front of the the trolley. Those sorts of things are happening. Just seems like for the parent, I think you're in the bad books if you have to take your kid to the supermarket. Because my God, that looks like an effort, like a big effort. And the supermarkets don't make it any easier on the way out. Like you've got the lollies, the chocolates, the the soft drink in the cold fridge. The amount of times you see parents you know wrestle with their kids mm. at the at the checkout and there's tears involved yeah. Oh, yeah. because the kid wants a freddo frog that's just sitting there and then you, the parent is sitting there it's like 20 cents yep. and they're saying no to it do you know the funny thing too is like if you go to your local supermarket and you see as an adult with a kid in the supermarket it looks like a stressful experience but a week later you see that adult the same adult without a child 
Sam, it's like they've gone to a beauty spa and had a massage. It's like they've just, you know, relaxed. It's like it's freedom. It's like freedom watching a parent childless in a supermarket. That's why click and collect's so good for these parents now. Oh, it is. Surely. Like the, the workers just bring the selection of items to the car. Now, this got me a bit of a bugbear of mine, okay? So, in the supermarkets. I was in about aisle five or aisle six the other day. I think I was in the canned tuna aisle, okay, right? I'm looking around, I'm looking around, and all of a sudden, I saw some Glad Wrap in there. Mm-hmm. Now, as a former employee of Woolworths, it got me a bit angry. It got me a bit frustrated seeing the Glad Wrap in not the Glad Wrap area of the supermarket. How many aisles across are the Glad Wrap? Probably two or three. What sort of supermarket customer are you? Are you taking that glad wrap back? Because some of, someone's obviously realised I don't need the glad wrap anymore, and they just left it there. So someone's put the say the glad wrap in with like the tuna cans, yeah. which where it doesn't belong there. Josh, I, I'm guilty of doing things like that before. Maybe not to that extent. I think if it's something that is not even remotely shaped like a canned tuna, I'm going back to where it was. What about how many aisles across? So obviously frozen section, you're taking it back. You are taking the, the frozen food, you're taking it back because it's going to melt otherwise. But how many aisles is your limit to go back to? Three aisles. Three aisles. I would say. You're not Three going aisles. back? No, nah, not going back. See, I think only one person, and we go back to the parent, the parent with the child has an excuse for this. They can put supermarket items wherever they want. That's what I believe anyway. Josh, I've made a, an observation as well this week. I've been watching, I've had the COVID. Um, How are you feeling? I'm, I'm feeling better, but I wouldn't wish it upon anyone. It's not a nice thing to go through. Struggled for a few days. I was able to watch 1883, which is a, a show that if anyone's watched Yellowstone, it sort of tells the tale of how the Duttons got from Texas up to Montana. So a, a long way. So they're on horse and carts. It's horrible. It looks like a horrible way to live. Um, you know, they're struggling for food, there's dust everywhere, bad weather, no shelter, lack of resource, everything. And it got me thinking, those people never had to change their ticket tech password four times a month. <laughs> Josh, the other day I was thinking to myself, I have that many different passwords oh, that I just, I don't know. The amount of time, it would be three or four times a week where I have to change a password to something because I've forgotten it. And then they send the email to your email account, You've got to verify where it's come from. You've got to change it. And this is actually a thing. It's, there's, it's called password fatigue. It's, t- it's made me tired changing all these is passwords. That, is it actually Josh, a thing? Josh, it is actually a thing. You've so, looked that up. So this is a definition of password fatigue. Is the feeling experienced by many who are required to remember an excessive number of passwords as a part of their daily routine. That is me. Probably four to five different passwords a day throughout the week. And there's also been a study showing that the average person has up to 100 passwords. Because you have a think about subscriptions to, to places, like anything now requires a password. Even like The Guardian, for example, requires a password to read all their articles. It got me thinking, like, and this is what happened the other day. You know when you go to a, a fish and chip shop and you ask for a burger with a lot? Yeah. The other day I was asked for a password with a lot. <laughs> it was symbols. It was lower cases, it was upper cases, it was numbers. There had to be 14 different characters. characters. 14 characters, John. Like, what are we locking? Like, it's only my ticket tech password. Uh, it's, not the, it's not the codes to the nuclear bombs. <laughs> no. Seriously. And I just am at the point where if a hacker gets my passwords, <laughs> I say, good on you. Uh, you go to parliament and you change and solve every problem we have in this world. Because if you can get my password to my ticket tech, 
Good on you. So if it's 14 characters, have you like had to combine Josh, two passwords? I'm at the point where I'm having to save my passwords on my phone. So it's defeating the purpose of having a password. Because if someone finds your phone, then all of a sudden they've got your password. They've got the ticket to your life. They've got the ticket to everything. Uh, everything, my computers, my subscriptions, everything. I had this thing the other day where it's like you've got three more goes until, or two more goes until you're locked out of your account, yep. or the, whatever it is. Yeah. Like I'm nearly at the point now where Sam, I'm just not even going to bother trying to get into what I was meant to go into. It's just everything is requiring a password, and the demands that different places have on these passwords, it is like a burger with and, a lot. And when they do the rotate, like you've got to rotate it every three months. I like know that's what the education one is. I'm like, this is just enough. I know this is just enough. There's only so many numbers we can get up to. It's Insane. I don't know how many passwords we're going to have to have in our life. If each person has a hundred passwords, hackers are well and truly in business. That's fatiguing. Josh, got some news for you. We love news. And it relates to a billionaire. We seem to like talking about yeah. billionaires at so, the moment. Yeah, like a couple of weeks ago, Yachtgate. Yeah, Yachtgate. I'm still following that with Jeff Bezos getting eggs thrown at him. So I will follow that for the uh, audience, but I will not let you down on that. As soon as that first egg is deployed, we're in. Tomatoes. No, no, it's not tomatoes. Oh. It's eggs, mate. It's eggs. We're not going tomatoes. Okay, tomatoes start, have been done. The other thing is, Josh, it's starting to become summer over there. So yeah. the egg's just going to stick. Yeah. And oh, do you reckon that's what they're waiting for? Uh, 100%. Yeah, they're this. waiting for for Bezos to come out in yeah. May or June yeah. when, the, when the sun starts to come out yeah. and it starts to really stiffen up. Because you have to be straight onto that egg and, before it... And guess what? He just has to get that egg off just like any other normal person. He does, doesn't he? Doesn't he? He, he has to get the paper towel <laughs> or... Imagine Jeff Bezos up on his yacht with the Windex, trying to get yeah, trying trying to get the the egg off the <laughs> off the window. That is a sight you want to see, Josh. This is actually some news from about December, but I only just stumbled across it. Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. There was a, a Democrat senator in America, Elizabeth Warren was her name. She was trying to pass a bill through Congress mm-hmm. where she's making billionaires or people exceeding like seventy five million dollars pay a higher tax rate than others so she sent out this tweet or and she actually paid a lot of money for these facebook ads to to go at elon saying let's change the rigid tax code so the person of the year elon musk will actually pay taxes and stop freeloading off everyone else now it took a few of these ads for elon to respond Mm -hmm. and how did most people respond via twitter yeah so a twitter spat was caused keyboard warrior yeah, so it just says to me that you can have as much money in the world as you want, but you will always result, resolve to Twitter. Yeah. And he just said, I will be paying $11 billion in tax this year. $11 billion in tax, oh, where she thinks that he probably should be paying a couple billion more. You know, what's a couple billion? <laughs> but no, Josh, it just, it just says to me that, you know, no matter how prestigious you are, how wealthy you are, you will always go back to Twitter. And he actually labelled this senator as a Karen. Now, for those that don't know, he's like, she reminds me of my friend's mum that used to yell at us for no reason running around the house. Because Karen is referred to as like, what would you say? Like a boomer sort of, it's a Karen. And he, he took to Twitter to defend himself and I suppose go at the senator for a bit. And it just got me thinking, like, Elon Musk is a pretty good follow on Twitter. So I thought, let's, I'm going to get some of his best tweets. So this is, this is research. So, yeah, thank you, Josh. That's what we're here for. Top five must tweets. Is this voted Not by in you? order. Not in order. Voted this by is you. just through research. Yeah. So at least 50% of my tweets were made on the porcelain throne. Uh, <laughs> must tweeted. It gives me solace. 
he said. So he obviously tweets while he's on the toilet yeah. because he's a busy person. So he probably only tweets when he's able to go on the Multitasking. toilet. Multitasking. Yes, he is. Number two, don't want to brag, but I'm the best at humility. Pretty funny, <laughs> if you ask me. Number three, absolutely no reference to anything this tweet. His name is Gary and he's a snail. Number four, a ceiling is simply a floor from below. Great observation. Number five, the root... Well, a lot of people think that Elon Musk is actually an alien. He's an actual other life He's form from another from another planet, from another planet. Mm-hmm. the sun the sun <laughs> the rumor that i'm building a spaceship to get back to my home planet on mars is totally untrue said elon and josh i've got a bonus tweet for you <laughs> you know like we've got a bonus question in the quiz i've yeah. got a bonus one for you he actually took to twitter and went for a poll to ask people if he should sell his tesla stock so he was going to resort to the people of twitter to let him know if he should get rid of some of his Tesla stock. So we spoke about a poll at the start with summer, winter, autumn, the seasons. Yeah. And he's going with he's going whether or not he should sell his Tesla stock. Which would be worth 10% of his Tesla stock, which would be worth a considerable amount of money. See, that's good news, okay? And well done for the research. That is incredible Thank research. You. Now, Sam, I'm, I'm looking at the news the other day and I'm, I'm reading an article. Hairstyles, extreme hairstyles, non-extreme hairstyles. Japanese schools have started banning a specific hairstyle. I want you to try and guess what hairstyle that may be. Not the mullet? No, the mullet is... And it's definitely not banned in Australia. That is flying at the moment but also might be on a bit of a decrease i think so i think it might be i think the mullet was big because of lockdown so people have got all these rogue mullets but now that everyone's back out in the public you can't be going to sam as a teacher i can guarantee there are still some rogue mullets out there there are some serious mullets but give it have another guess what what hairstyle is going to be the mohawk no sam it's the ponytail Interesting. It's the ponytail. It's just your rudimentary ponytail that has been banned in Japan in a few Japanese schools because what they said it would sexually excite male students. Are you serious? Yes. I'm not joking with this. Schools banning female students from having the hairstyle because it exposes the nape of the neck. It could sexually excite the male They're students. banning the females from having ponytails. Sam, I research, I've done it, and it's, that's what they're saying. One in ten schools in the Fukuoka prefecture uh, of the country had outlawed the ponytail. Restrictive rules were ramped up in the 70s and 80s in a bid to reduce bullying, violence, and they ensure no student stands out. The ponytail. I don't agree with that. I know. I don't agree with that either. So what hairstyles or what rules were brought into our school that you can remember at the time where you're, you know, you're up in arms about it, but looking back now, it was probably a reasonable rule. Well, Josh, you and I had pretty out there sort of haircut. We had very long hair. Mum liked us to stand out. Yeah. So it went below the collar. And I remember, I remember the day because we used to walk to school. Uh, it was literally across the road. So it was beautiful. We were in, in that great time where the school bell went at 8.30. We were up at 8.10. Eating wheat bix at 8.15 and walking across the road at 8.20. Yeah. It was just a great, it was a great period of our lives. <laughs> I remember walking across the school and you'd been told a bit been told by, a by teachers yeah. that you needed to get a haircut. Mm-hmm. And one day, one of the higher up teachers, the uh, higher up, the higher the up higher teacher, up. pulled up at the exact same time we were walking to school. Black car tinted black, windows. Yeah, black car tinted windows, yes. Let's just say he, he wasn't overly impressed that you hadn't gone and got a haircut in the week when he'd told you that you were made to go get a haircut. Sam, never has my sphincter tightened so much. No. 
No. On the walk to school. Josh, and I was you like... You were shocking. You were shocking. You left... The, I would never go to war with you because you <laughs> saw him and you pretty much started running to school. Josh, I've never been one to run to school <laughs> except for that day. <laughs> yeah. I was... I, you couldn't have got me into, into geography quick enough. That, Sam, you know, like, but my pen... I wasn't a great with writing anyway, but my pen was... My hand was shaking, period one, period two, before recess. I went to the bubble taps that much that day to just get some hydration in because, Sam, that was the most stressful part of the experience of my life. Probably to date, really. But, yeah, I didn't listen to him. No, no. And you ended up getting a little haircut, yeah, making sure it was above the collar. Yeah. Josh, people have been talking a lot about this lately and it and it's affecting us all, especially the people that drive cars. And passwords? that is fuel... Po- oh. No, not passwords. Fuel prices. Uber and Lyft, the ride-sharing apps, mm-hmm. are putting on surcharges for fuel, which you can understand. So they might put 50 cents or whatever it is at the end of a trip so that they can the drivers can afford fuel. How far is... Uh, and this brings up a broader discussion. How far is this going to go? The cost... We're not economists here yeah. by any stretch. No. But like driving down here this morning, seeing it was like $2.15, $2.20 in some places. I mean, it's going to get to the point where... There's less people on the roads than the actual lockdowns. Sam, I'm nearly... I work 40 minutes away. I'm contemplating riding. <laughs> I'm contemplating <laughs> riding. Getting up at 5 o'clock to ride. <laughs> Sam, it's at that point, okay? I've got the little Mitsubishi Lancer at the moment. Yeah. Beautiful on fuel, but that's still costing a fortune to, to fill up. I couldn't imagine what it'd be like having one of those big cars. But now, I'm thinking, just get a, one of those electric bikes. I'm not afraid. Like, I'm... I wouldn't call myself a tight ass, but it's becoming the point where you're driving around so much to try and find the cheapest fuel that you're just running out of fuel and defeating the purpose. Exactly right. Exactly right. We'll see where that goes. But Sam, Aussie surfers take on a plane hijacker. I love that headline. You're so kidding. as soon as you read that headline, you're in. Aussie yep. surfers take on plane hijacker. That's a movie. It's got to be a movie, doesn't it? <laughs> That's like Point Break who's, 2.0. Who's playing the Aussie surfers? Oh, you'd have... Like Hemsworth and Liam. Oh, you'd Liam have... Liam and Chris. Yeah, you'd have to. So, Sam, Troy Joyner and uh, Fabio Contu were recognised for bravery awards just yesterday for a thing that they did in 2017. So, it's been a while, okay? So, COVID has sort of like stagnated the process of them getting these bravery awards. That's been an excuse used by a lot of people. Oh, sorry, guys. COVID. 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 Sorry, COVID. Guys. Sorry, can't build anymore. Yeah. Can't do any of this, that, and everything. Guys, sorry. Email got stuck. <laughs> Had COVID. <laughs> yeah. So, Joyner told Cont... So, send. And this is where it gets better. So, there was a bloke running and screaming on the plane. And I think he's claimed he was in a drug psychosis. Yes. Which, you know, you probably would do if you did this. Joyner told Contu... This bit. A former military veteran. Oh, God. We love that. Okay. So, with experience disarming explosives, because the guy said he has a bomb, that there was an apparent act of terrorism unfolding right before them. So, he had a remote control, remote in his hand. He had something on it, uh, like a, like something in his, like a vest. So, the guy said, this guy's pretty serious. One of the mates said, no, nah, no way. But the guy who is military said, yeah, he's got yeah. it. So, then, all of a sudden, the boat was running down the aisle. Okay. It's like, like a madman. And old mate just headlocks him. Like full John Cena headlock, everything like that. And then all of a sudden, the other mate tackle him. They held him down for hours. Hours on end. Hours. Hours on end, okay? Until the police came. But Sam, like you said, I would like to see a movie on that. Josh, isn't it funny that it seems like whenever like Aussies are involved in a story like that, it's like Aussie surfers. (laughs) They probably surf like five times in their life. It's like such a headline to be like, 
The Aussie surfers have stopped them. Sam, you should see the like photo of them. They're Aussie tradies. They love saying Aussie tradies as well. <laughs> yeah, like do. local bricky. <laughs> like <laughs> stops this robber. <laughs> like, it's, it's, that is very true, yeah. actually. They don't say local accountant. No. Do they? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, just don't. <laughs> but it's a, it's a very interesting one. But they got the bravery awards due to COVID, obviously. It was, uh, it was long-lasting. But good on those boys. It's that time of the week. Quiz? It's a quiz. <laughs> Sam, we had some feedback from Lemons. Yes. Oh, Lemons is a guy that, that randomly messaged us on Instagram. <laughs> not, he's not our dad. <laughs> <laughs> Lemons was saying that he didn't not realise that he was in on the, the quiz as well. He was barracking for us. During the quiz. During the quiz. And he, he, he asked for our guidance in, is he, should he be doing the quiz? Should he be barracking? Do both. Because well, the quiz is for everyone. Yeah. So we, we try and have the question, we have a pause, we take a little bit of time. For you guys at home, in the car, wherever you are, at the gym, stopping hijackers, whatever you're doing, for you guys to answer as well. But if you want to barrack for us, you go barrack for us. Yeah, we love barracking. Josh, should we start with some news that is current or oh, affairs that are current? Yes. Now, we've, we've had to obviously change the name of one of the um, sections of the quiz and yeah. we're calling it now... Affairs that are current. Oh, affairs that are current. Sorry, Sam. Affairs Good that are current. before the show. Affairs that are current, okay? We can't mention what we used to call it because we will get sued. And Sam, we're five episodes in. That's the last thing we need. Wait, Josh, the Mishibisi Lancer. <laughs> we can't be taken off your hands. Yeah. The federal government this week announced a women's network that was accompanied by a logo that was mocked and criticised on social media. The logo has since been taken down. Why was the logo criticised? Probably the worst case of tone deafness I've ever seen. So the logo of this said, "What is it, Josh? Women's the Women's Network." Yeah. So it's it's a I think it's a Prime Minister's office department. Yeah. yeah department and <laughs> cabinet. 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 <laughs> cabinet. It was, it was, um, it was a picture. Can you believe it? it was, looked like male genitalia. That's what it looked like. It looked like a dick and balls. Is that what we're going with? Yes. Dick and balls. Dick and balls. <laughs> but guys, sorry to be rude, but that's exactly what it looked the, like. The answer is that, Sam, the logo was criticised for looking like a penis. Who is running that? Who thinks that that is at all a good idea? How did that get proof? How did that not get proofread within an inch of its life? I don't know. Someone lost the password. Yeah. Uh, question two. We're one of one. On Monday in Victoria this week, it was the Labor Day public holiday. What is Labor Day celebrating? Moomba. Local brickies. <laughs> Labor Day would be Isn't it just like a workers' person? Yeah, like workers. a Labor Day, your hard labour. It's celebrating the working person. Yeah. That's what I think. It the is. working people, the working class. La- okay, answer. Labor Day has its origins in the labour union movement, specifically the eight-hour day movement, which advocated eight hours for work, eight hours for recreation, eight hours for rest. Is that a correct answer? Why not? This is another one where I'd go up to the teacher and say, this deserves half a mark. 
<laughs> Mum said if I pass this test, yeah. I get a pizza. <laughs> if you were fighting for a half a mark back in the day, yeah. there was no point. Why are you just fighting for half a mark? No, I was all for the half a mark, Sam. I needed every little bit of help I could get. So, Sam, that was wrong. Question three, we're one of two affairs that are current. Australia is currently playing a cricket test series in Pakistan for the first time in how many years? It's definitely it's over tw- 20. I think it's 26. Like 20, I reckon it's 26 to 20, like 23 to 26. Do you want to go with 26? When did it get really dangerous over in Pakistan? Because obviously the reason I think was because of safety yep. over in that region. 26, Warney was playing, Mark Taylor was playing. Oh, so it's 90, he made 97, it. so I reckon 26. 24. Oh, really? 24 years. The last the last home test played by Pakistan against Australia was in 1998. Following the 2009 attack on the Sri Lankan national cricket team, no test cricket was played in the country until 2019. So we are one of three. So same, slow start, okay? Slow. So, but we can come back. Entertainment, art and sport. What is the name of the substitute teacher that Jack Black's character impersonates in the School of Rock? This is an all-time movie. It's Anytime like- you watch it, it gets better. And his name, Sam, we'll talk about school, bro. Ned Schneebly. Ned Schneebly. That's right. Hello, this is Ned Schneebly. Great concept for a movie. Definitely not allowed no, to be highly a fake, illegal. highly illegal. It would be plastered all over the news now if this actually happened. Sam, this is cool. The idea for the movie came when the writer, Mike White, moved into an apartment next to Jack Black. White would often find Jack Black running naked through the halls or blasting much of the music featured in the movie at full volume. People would find that weird, but I wouldn't. I would love to see Jack Black running naked through my apartment building. That would be great. Sam, we're two of four. A very quotable movie. Oh, it is. It is. Great music too. Question five. What actress and singer was the winner of Australia's first season of Dancing with the Stars in 2004? Guilty as charged with watching Dancing with the Stars back in the day. I reckon it was Beck Hewitt. She's a singer though? She sang at some point. If you are a blonde, blue-eyed, on Home and Away, you would have released a single at some point. She was a bit of a... She was a, a junior heartthrob. Yeah, she was, she? Sam, she was. She was a she junior really heartthrob. Do you want to go with Beck Hewitt? Lock it in. But what if it's her maiden name? Well, Beck, Beck Cartwright. Beck Cartwright. Yeah, so it's Beck Hewitt, formerly known as Beck Cartwright. Remember she she was dating the other guy from Home and Away, and then Leighton sort of jumped up, swooped in, and returned serve. As some would say. <laughs> Question six. We are three or five. Sorry, three or five. Who was the first Fremantle player to win an All Australian selection in the AFL? I'm going to go with Matthew Pavlich. Well, he. It would be a good guess. It would be the right... I reckon that would be the best guess to possibly have. Yeah. Are we sure McManus didn't... didn't no, I don't think McManus point. made it. No. I don't think... Uh, what's his name? Number one draft pick? Clive Waterhouse. Clive Waterhouse. No, I don't think he made They had some classic names. Matthew Pavlich. He won the position of fullback in 2002. Very, very versatile. In 2003, Pavlich, Paul Hazelby and Peter Bell were all selected. History, geography and science. The currency of Vietnam is the Vietnamese what... Josh? I believe it's the dong. The Vietnamese dong. And you've been there. I have. Vietnamese dong is correct. Question eight. What country was once known as Southern Rhodesia? 
I reckon it might be Zimbabwe. Well, I just think about the movie Blood Diamond. Or South, South, South Africa. I don't think that was ever known. Well, Zimbabwe was Rhodesia. I think we're trying to think too hard about it. So what would you go with? I would go with Rhodesia, uh, Zimbabwe. Okay. See, well, I think we're, we could split it here because I think it might be South Africa. Go for it. Because I think they would... Well, I'll, go for, I'll go for what I want to go for, which is Zimbabwe. <laughs> you go for South Africa. It was Zimbabwe. Very much. I just kept you, you know, kept you honest. But well done, Sam. Sometimes you should listen to your little brother. <laughs> so, Southern Rhodesia became the official name for the region south of Z- Zambezi River, named after European colonizer Cecil Rhodes. Good movie, Blood Diamond. Question nine. Oh, fuck yeah. Sam, SD card. Question nine. What is the nearest planet to the sun? Yes, you know, the rules of producing generally, Sam, is you make the you people know, I've doing got, I've got is smarter, look smarter, more sophisticated. No. <sighs> what is the nearest planet Sam, to the sun? Sam, guess what? So the week after we did the question regarding the sun, yeah. Okay. I was CRTing and went into the library with the class. Yeah. And I went straight to the planet book. <laughs> good stuff. Okay, but I don't know how good my retention is in terms of looking at it. Don't get bitter, get better. Yeah, as they would say. Yeah, that's a good saying. So, what is the nearest planet to the sun? It's got to be hot. Yeah, it's hot. Well, obviously, it's hot. The sun is actually a gas explosion of a star. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Neptune, Pluto. It's not Mercury. Mercury. Yeah, because it's hot. Hot. Mercury. Yeah. Yeah! <laughs> Mercury, Sam, astrologize this. Yeah, astronomize this. <laughs> Mercury is the smallest planet in our solar system. It's a little bigger than Earth's moon. It is the closest planet to the sun, and the Bromley Lynch twins knew it. Exactly right. I forget what count we're up to. I think we're five of nine. Not great. Bonus question. Bonus question. Here it is. Bonus question, bonus question. Still don't know what a bonus question means. Do we get two points for this? Is that what a bonus question is? Bonus question. Question 10. What is the main difference between American and European roulette wheels, which gives American roulette wheels a higher house edge? I've got no idea. It's uh, a tough... Maybe the, the slots are bigger in one of them. Ooh. Like the slots that the ball falls into okay. is bigger. Okay, the gap. The gap. Is that what we call it? The gap. Okay, let's go with that. Yep. The American roulette wheels features two zero pocket zero and zero zero compared to European times which just feature one zero pocket. Roulette is probably the biggest gamble game. Yeah. Because it requires one thing and that is to drop a ball into a open desk. Spinning wheel. Yeah. You could say that poker and that is a bit of luck, but it's also probably a bit of skill. Bit of skill. This one is just, you are where the ball lands. Yeah, exactly right. Now, Sam, we were five of ten. So, we're right on, because I think it was six, seven, ten, or six, seven, five we've gone for the last three weeks. Oh, we got six. We got six. Six of ten. So, we're right on the mark. We are. That's we're, exactly where we are. Half mark here, half mark there. Josh, what does your week look like, the rest of your what week? What does my week look like? I'm going to Moulin Rouge. This are week. you? Yes, I'm going to Moulin Rouge. So, COVID stopped that previously. Yep. So, I'm going to Moulin Rouge, taking mum... 
Looking yep. forward to it. A little mum and son time, which yep. will be great. Yep. And I, I love musicals, so I'm really excited for it. So we obviously know who the favourite is in the Bromley Lynch household if you're going to Moulin Rouge. means I am the favourite because I'm not having to go to Moulin Rouge. <laughs> no, I, I think you would love, <laughs> no, to, I would go love to, to go to Moulin Rouge. I reckon you would. I would, I would. Josh, I, I haven't got a lot. I'm just going to recover from COVID. I think there's a chance I will have the long COVID. I'm feeling the long COVID going to hit me. What are you going to do to try not have the long COVID? Well, I'm just not going to exert myself too much. I think in the past that, and people are probably guilty of this as well, mm. is that when you're trying to come back from some illness, you try and like work out through it or you try and eat yourself through it or yeah. whatever it is. I'm just going to let the body rest. Okay. I think, well, I I think as you get older, you know when windows are open in the house, you also know what your body needs. And All at right. the moment, I need rest. Sam, brilliant. Josh, thank you very much. And uh, go demons. Go demons.